Pop Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And <laughs> we promise this is the last one for at least two weeks. <laughs> we are back with another early 2000s horror film. Very early 2000s. Very early 2000s. It's even in the title. It is. Um, <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah, so picture this back in 2000, 2001, no, it was probably 2002. Somewhere between 2001 and 2002, young Gary uh, was just getting into horror, about, you know, watched about two or three horror films at this point, uh, like 10 years old. Um, and a videotape is rented from the video store from Blockbuster and it is what I considered to be at the time the coolest film (laughs) a film that I thought was so so cool a film that I thought I remembered nothing about until I watched it tonight and nostalgia took over and I remembered every second of it a film that makes an impact it's Wes Craven Presents (laughs) Dracula 2000, if you're in America and Canada. Dracula 2001, if you're anywhere else. Did you just say a film that makes an impact? <laughs> well, it must have made some sort of impact. I mean, I don't remember what I did last week, but I remember everything that happened in this film. <laughs> well, I have to say, I may have been aware of the film back in the day. Um, but I totally forgot it even existed until you mentioned it for the podcast. <laughs> I thought we were talking about a, nif- a different film. Um, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea my history with this. It wasn't the Christopher Plummer film I was watching at 10 years old. No, what was... It was Sound of Music. Of course. A little more sophisticated over here, thank you very much. This is a uh, sophisticated <laughs> film. It's not. Can we just say... It's Dr- suave. Dracula 2000 sounds like... Okay. Dracula 2001? What the fuck? <laughs> it's awful. That's such an awful title. Why? Okay. Why would you change it to 2001? Just because... Was it released? Because it was released in 2001. It's in the trivia. Okay, let's make one thing clear. Um, I absolutely stand by the fact that this is not a good film, by the way. It, this is in no way a good film. But it is fucking bizarre. Like, I, I really don't know what the writer was on for this. Um... The audacity <laughs> to write some of the plot lines in this film is fucking ridiculous. Weird. I, I, I mean, directed by Patrick Lucia, who we've, we've recently discussed actually on the podcast, uh, the director of My Bloody Valentine 3D. Uh, he also did Trick, Drive Angry, White Noise, White Noise, The Light. And the sequels to this, um, I've seen Dracula 2. It's... Horrific. It's called it, Dracula 2. It's called Dracula 2. Dracula And two. Dracula 3. And I, I, I swear to you, I, it's sense. a prequel. Um, uh, yeah, just, it's, it's not good. Not good. Um, budget $54 million. It made $47 million worldwide. How did it get a sequel then? Straight to video. Both of them straight to video. Um... It maybe did better in the video market. I suppose we don't, we don't include that. No. In in gross. No. Maybe it did well on DVD or VHS. Perhaps. Um, I say directed by Patrick Lucia. 
I said it very loosely. Okay. Um, well, no, do you not fit the directing in this film? It was fucking horrific. It feels like he got to a certain point. It's like, oh, do you know what? Do whatever you want. I ain't even directing this shit anymore. Like, it was me- it was messy. Very it just, messy. Just, <laughs> people just do whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Like, there was no direction in this film. <laughs> The the Dracula origin story sounds like it's completely made up on the spot. <laughs> it's a weird one. <laughs> you know, we all make choices, but that was a choice. Get into the trivia. Script doctor Scott Derrickson. Script uh, doctor? I fucking needed it. Told the story of how Pokey he got the rest. job working on this film. Piece of shit Harvey Weinstein called Ooh. him saying, I just brought this script called Dracula 2000. Um, and Derrickson replied, oh, is it any good? And Weinstein told him it's, it stinks. Um, and then he asked why he brought it. He said, because it's called Dracula 2000. And let's face it, Harvey Weinstein probably had other things on his mind at that point. He didn't give a shit what he was releasing. But Dracula, Dracula 2000 is actually an alright title. Yeah. Um, I was Dracula in the public domain then? I don't think so. I mean, it would have been over... I mean, I don't know what the public domain is on novels. Mm, um, yeah, I know Nosferatu was sued. Um, but by the year 2000, was it in the public... Do- I think it's in the public domain now, isn't it? I think so. Taking it with shit that's Dracula. Dracula this, just this is um, eight years after Bram, Stoker, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Um... I mean, have you seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? Uh, no. I have. Bits and pieces. I kind of feel like they were going for that sort of thing, um, with some of the style choices, but (laughs) just didn't work. Um, Derrickson rewrote the script, the original one. Um, Harvey Weinstein threw it out and then got someone else to do another rewrite, and, uh, this is what he considered to be the best version of oh, the film. Oh, I see. Was he hell? Must have been bad. I fucking hate that most of the horror genre in the late 90s, early 2000s has his name on it. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. Um, Lucy, played by uh, Vitamin C. Now, that... I, that... Vitamin C is famous for a song, the graduation song. <laughs> yes. No, I don't think that translated to the UK, did it? I don't remember it being a big hit. I just remember the first time I heard it, it was in Scary Movie 2. That's... Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean... Yeah, I, I don't think I watched Scary Movie 2. Probably a wise choice. What about her, though? What you got to say? Um, well, uh, she is talking... In the scene where she's talking to Mary in the record store... She's standing right in front of a shelf that has her CD on it. Hey, well, that's queen behaviour. That's like Madonna <laughs> dancing to her own song in uh, Desperately Seeking Susan. In the Korean release of the film, uh, the video being played on the Jumbotron when Dracula's walking by, uh, the Monster Magnet video. Yeah. Oh, okay. was that real? It was a real video, yeah. 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 It's oh. heads explode by Monster Magnet. In Korea, it was a parody. No, I know it's such a terrible music oh. video. It is awful, and it's even worse when you find out what Korea's choice was. They had "One Step Closer" by Linkin Park, oh. and everywhere else got "Heads Explode" by Monster Magnet. Oh, we looked out on that one. I mean, why can't you just keep with Linkin Park everywhere exactly. else? <laughs> 
I mean, it's, it's the song over the end credits. A bit consistency there. <laughs> Gerard Butler was given a break from filming The Cherry Orchid uh, so that he could play Dracula in this. He probably should have stuck with The Cherry Orchid, really. Wow. I mean, or, or, no one acts in this film. Cherry Orchard. Maybe, maybe. But Gerald Butler does not act in this film. He, he's practically sleepwalking through it. My, one of the, <laughs> one of the funniest things that I've, I've seen, um, you know Jimmy Kimmel in America? Yeah. He does celebrities read mean tweets. And Gerald Butler was one of them. And the tweet was, does Gerard Butler owe a shit ton of student loan debt? <laughs> because, because he because he just takes whatever he can get. He really get. does. I didn't I didn't think Gerard Butler was a thing in in uh, was a thing. Excuse me, that was a bit disrespectful. Um, he was like born I, in the mid two thousand. I didn't think he was a star in two thousand. You know, um, he. Just looks like Heath Ledger in Ten Things I Hate About You. He does. Is it just I? I genuinely thought it was Heath Ledger. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I thought Johnny Lee Miller in this film was Chris O'Donnell. Uh, now you've seen the film, can you see why I would? No. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's dressed like Chris O'Donnell when he's so. not Robin. Okay. <laughs> no. He's got the same hair. Okay. No. Yeah, no. Um, for years, I swear, I've been, whenever I've spoken to anyone about this film, I'm like, oh yeah, Chris O'Donnell I feel like this Dracula is the kind 2000. of film Chris O'Donnell would have been I know, yeah. in 2000. Yeah. I think post-Batman and Robin. <laughs> Give me anything you got. <laughs> I think so. And seemingly Gerard Butler was like that from the start. He still is. I mean... Well, he is. I mean, he, what, what have I seen that got Gerard Butler in? His, I mean, his big role was 300, oh, I weren't I don't think I have seen anything with Gerard Butler in. Have... What was his big role? 300? I haven't seen that. Oh, God. I I swear that's his big... Oh, of course it is. Oh, I fi- that's a film that was huge at the time, and now I kind of forget yeah, that it existed. It's alright. It's not terrible. Um, I mean, he's most well known for... Yeah, but it was huge at it the was, time. It was, it was. He's most well known for 300, Laura Biden Citizen, The Phantom of the Opera, where he played the Phantom... And the Bounty Hunter with Jennifer Aniston. Now, when the Bounty Hunter is within your four most well-known films, you need to talk with your agent. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, d- he played the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was in Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life. He was Coriolanus. <laughs> Not funny about that. Um, yeah. Okay. He played a seaman in Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, okay. It's not the biggest role. <laughs> um, yeah. He's one of those names where you, you kind of feel like he's got a bigger career than he's actually got. Like, you hear Gerard Butler, you're, oh, yeah, he's a well-known actor. Of course, everyone knows Gerard Butler. Do they? Have they seen anything of him here? No. No, 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 no. I think his name's no. more famous than he is. No. He is a big time actor with straight people. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That's I think true. it's a straight thing. Something like London Has Fallen. Yeah. Law Abiding Citizen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock and Roller. Uh, 300, that's very. 300, yeah. I think, I think he's. 
I think he's for the um, one for the straights for the heteros. I think we'll let you keep Gerard Butler. <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll keep vitamin C. Vitamin C. <laughs> Uh, all of the Mardi Gras... We'll keep Leslie Jordan. We'll keep... I, think, I think Leslie Jordan is one that I, I don't think straight people really understand. Leslie no, Jordan. no. Um, all, of the Mardi... <laughs> all of the Mardi Gras scenes were actually filmed in August, six months after the real Mardi Gras had ended. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, can't really tell. No, not really. Well, no, I mean, no I, one looks that excited. I had to really squeeze that one in because there wasn't much trivia for this. I just, um, my <laughs> question is, why said it during Mardi Gras? I know, yeah. Like, Mardi Gras is not integral to the story in no. any way whatsoever. Like, what's the point? It's, it's just so you can have some teens partying <laughs> in the trailer. They could have just, like, I mean, this wasn't long enough to blame. They could have just said a rave or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, but... Um, but why set it anywhere like that? I know, it's, yeah. It has nothing to do with the story. It's true. No no main character ever actually goes to a party of any kind. No. It just... They kind of just have to wade <laughs> through people to get from one place to another. But it's in absolutely no way integral to the story. And this is something I don't like as well. Like, it's set in New Orleans. Yeah. And New Orleans has a really wonderful and rich history. Yeah. Which I would have hoped would have been more of a part of the story. And it really wasn't. It could have been set anywhere. Yeah. So New Orleans was pointless. And the Mardi Gras part of it was pointless. <laughs> if Mardi Gras had been more integral to the story, I could have understood why yeah. they yeah. set it in New Orleans. But this could have been any have been. city in it, it any really could place. Have been. There were no interesting landmarks. There was no interesting set pieces. Um, the the one real interesting sort of set, um, prop, um, which spoiler alert is the massive neon Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you could have had that in Vegas. You could say that could have been anywhere. <laughs> it was just a real disappointment, you yeah. know. But yeah. Uh, so getting into the film, a group of thieves break into a chamber, expecting to find paintings, but instead they release the count himself. Who travels to New Orleans to find his nemesis's daughter, Mary Van Housen. <laughs> yeah. So... I love the idea of thieves stealing Dracula. I think that's a great premise. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like I said, this is after Blade, this is after The Matrix, this is after The Fucking Mummy. They could have made something really stylish and great from it. I mean, stylish for 2000. They, they could have done something really great with this. I... It... <laughs> I don't know how they ended up with this. <laughs> it's very messy, and it's trying... It's trying too hard, I think, to be modern. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the Dracula tale lends itself too much to a modern story. Um, do you remember when we watched the BBC adaptation yes. of Dracula? Yeah, recently? I know you're going to say. And we were loving it yeah. up until the episode where it came to modern times. Yes. And it fell flat. It uh-huh. didn't work. And I just... I think maybe Dracula is one of those stories that doesn't translate. You could have vampire story, you know, a film like Blade. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've had some great... Vamp- Blade's the only one I can think of off well, the top of my head. 
but modern vampire I mean, tales. The, the Fright Night remake. Fright Night remake. Uh, Let the right one in. Let the right one it, in. It's the similar. Yeah. St- similar just like a vampire story. They're all vampires. Yes. But I just don't think the Dracula story lends itself to a modern retelling. I think, if I remember right, I think the only bad Blade film um, also had Dracula in it in a modern setting as well. Blade Twenty Two. Really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's absolutely the case that it just. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. Yes. We start with a boat uh, full of corpses and some opening credits complete with a very overdramatic score. Um, <laughs> I have literally put here, Wes Craven presents, oh no. <laughs> I was just about to ask you about Wes Craven, actually. Oh um, no. Wes Craven presents, uh, also presented Carnival of Souls remake. <laughs> Let's make something very clear right here. Right now, <laughs> Wes Craven had absolutely no input whatsoever <laughs> into this film. This is going for post-Scream horror. There's a few meta moments in here, right? This is this film wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Scream. You've got the creator of Scream producing. Come on, what's your excuse? <laughs> it's. It, I might as well get it out of the way now, seeing as we're talking about Wes Craven and Scream. Um, one of my... One of my biggest bugbears with this film is that it wasn't meta enough. I mean, mm. if you're going to do it, just fucking yeah. do it. Yeah. You're going to have to do it. You get, like, two scenes, two or three scenes. You get... There are two scenes that reference Bam... Uh, Bam? <laughs> Bram Stoker's novel. Yeah. Two scenes. Um, but knowing that the novel exists within this universe creates more questions than it answers... Yeah. They could do what happens in Lost Boys with the comics. They could use the novel as a guide. Yeah. You know, that would be fun. That, that, that would be funny as well, you know. There's plenty of things they could do with that. It's such a wasted opportunity. Yeah, it, it really is. It really... I'm not a huge... I've never read the novel. Um, so I don't know how closely this... I'm I'm pretty sure in the novel the twist isn't the twist it is in this film. And I'm I'm sure I no other film because we've watched other Dracula films and it's never been mentioned. No other film would have the audacity to go with this twist. Let's. <laughs> I actually kind of want to leave it until it happens as we're discussing yeah. it. And I, that is a spoiler. I don't want to give too too. Like, Usually early. I. I uh, usually I say in a bizarre series of events off the cuff, you know, just like when I'm coming up to something. I actually wrote it down for this because <laughs> it is that ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we, we get these corpses and the silhouette of someone walking down the street before we're taken to London in 2000. Yeah, so completely pointlessly, we have um, London. Um, I'm assuming it's a Victorian London because it's very much in keeping with the style Big Ben's in the background. Yeah. Good old Big Ben. Recently uh, in the news for having a massive amount of money completely wasted on uh, sprucing it up. Um, But we won't get into that right now. Uh, And then a shadowy figure lurks. Um, I think they're going for Jack the Ripper. It looks like it, yeah. We all know Dracula, though. I would have loved to have seen... A Jack the Ripper style Dracula film. Yeah. I think the two stories lend themselves. Well, stories, one of them's, you know, 
true life story. Um, but they could lend themselves into a bit of a, you know, a crossover in some sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, we don't get that because we skip straight to London 2000. It's true. Or 2000 London. It kind of annoyed me that it's 2000 London. <laughs> you know, if they put London... Chris, it's okay. You don't have to clutch your straws for this film. There's plenty to bitch about. Well, it, just okay. kind of annoyed, it just kind of annoyed <laughs> me. 2000 London. Also, going back slightly to the premise, um, this whole Mary Van Housing thing... Do you remember when the BBC one was released and everyone, all, all the uh, middle-aged striped white people were like, My Van Helsing's not a woman. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck you. This film did it. And not only that... You yeah, it had an actual Van Helsing. Yeah. Marvel Comics, Van Helsing in the 60s was a woman. Like, they've been doing woman Van Helsing for years now. Of course they have. And then Twitter was invented. But people, people don't do their research. <laughs> no. People are just... And Twitter wasn't around, but... People, yeah, exactly. <laughs> people just deal with whatever's in front of them. They don't, you know, go further than the end of their own nose. It's true. To find things to complain about. Apparently... A bit like me with 2000 London, but... Apparently you know. Christopher Plummer um, never did that with, uh, with script finding either. Well... Because we're introduced to him, Matthew Van Helsing. The IMDb... Um, synopsis that you gave yeah is that the official one that's the official one the official one so why is it a big surprise that it's mary van helsing i know yeah uh, we'll get to that in a bit but just on on that subject uh well yeah we're introduced to christopher Plummer. what is going on with that accent i'm confused i van helsing is meant to be dutch right yeah yeah, so it's not explained. I mean, apparently he was living in London. Um, no, hang on, Van Helsing's not Dutch, is he? Yeah. Was Peter Sellers? Peter Sellers played him, didn't he? No. No? No, not Peter Sellers. Um, Grandma Tarkin. Yeah, it's Peter Sellers, isn't it? No, Peter Sellers is Inspector uh, Clouseau. Oh my god, how embarrassing. I've got his name. What is his name? Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing, yeah. Peter Cushing. I swear Peter Cushing was British when he played him. Oh god, Hugh yeah, Jackman he's... was going for American in Van Yeah, Helsing. no, no, of course. No, I, I do understand that. Um, but if you're, you know, if we can pretend that Van Helsing is British, I mean, his daughter is... <laughs> very... Good luck with that Very <laughs> trying to <for> very British. <laughs> I just don't understand why, if, if he can't do the accent, just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> We're suspending a lot of belief here. Um, we've seen, I mean, seemingly the original, of, well, Van Helsing in London. Yeah. I can't just pretend he's British. Like, he's, he's really going to... If we're going to rewrite the Dracula story... Why are we still trying to give Van Helsing a weird accent? Yeah. Why can't we just, like, pretend? I'm really not sure what, it, what accent he is trying to go for, though. I really don't know. It's, I mean, it's is Christopher Plummer Dutch. British? Uh, Christopher Plummer is American. He's American. You know, you could have just been American. Or was it's American. Fine. Rest in peace. I think you died this year. He could have just gone with American. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, bitch, he was Austrian in The Sound of Music. <laughs> And I can assure you, his accent was not Austrian. <laughs> it was pure American. 
His name was Von Trapp. You know? And he had a very, very distinct American accent in that film. Uh, another distinct accent. This is very much a film <laughs> accent. Uh, proper Cockney geezer. Yeah. From Crossbow. Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, sick boy from Trainspotting. Yes. Is in this. Um, from... What Looking do I remember? What do I remember him from? Uh, Hackers. Uh-huh. He was married to Angelina Jolie. Okay. And I do remember Hackers back in the day. Well, uh, Matthew Van Helsing is a descendant of 19th century Dutch physician. Phys- 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 oh, whatever. Ab- he's, he's related to Abraham Van Helsing. Uh, owns an antique shop built over the site of Carfax Abbey in London. And yeah, uh, Simon Shepherd, played by John Lee Miller, is his apprentice. And they're ha- chatting shit about a crossbow, aren't they? Yeah, some shit about whatever's inscribed on the crossbow. Um, did you say antique shop? Do you not remember the iconic I line? Thought, I thought this was like the British Museum. No, it's an antique shop. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge and like spacious. And I thought it was like the Victorian Albert, but they weren't allowed to <laughs> say it. No, we know it's an antique shop because later on we get a really great... I, I, I know I understand that. But this is the biggest, most elaborate antique shop I've ever seen. I I genuinely thought it was like a, mu- a fancy museum. Fucking hell. Anyway, <laughs> they're chatting shit about this crossbow, whatever's written on the crossbow. Yeah. They were chatting a little bit of shit about Bram Stoker's novel. Yeah, Van Helsing is fuming about what he's turned his grandfather into. Exactly. Uh, how very meta. <laughs> very nice. Um, the Innocent Scream 4. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Simon tries flirting with Van Housing's secretary, Selena, played by Jennifer Esposito. Um, but she's what not do we know her it. from? This is absolutely a film of... What do I know them from? Yeah, Jennifer Esposito's got one... Again, it's, it's another Gerard Butler how... I think she's got a famous name, but... I don't know if she's been in anything... That we've that seen. That we've seen. Um, uh, I mean, I can tell you that she is most well known for, are we ready? Are we ready? She's most well known for, uh, Nora from Queens. Okay. Aquafina is Nora from Queens, the full title. Okay. The Boys and The Affair. I mean, we're always being badgered to watch The Boys by everyone we know, so. That is very true. Um, I've got the scoop. And she's also been in Crash. Uh-huh. Taxi. I still know what you did last summer. Oh. Summer of Sam. The Master oh. of Disguise. Yeah, she's not well known for any of those. Huh? No, no, I don't think she's got, like, main roles. Uh, Bending the Rules that appears to oh. start Edge. Wasn't... She was on the island, weren't she? And I still know what you did last summer. I believe so. Yes. So she wasn't just a random... No, 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 I don't think she's, no. Well, she's here, she's a secretary in this antique shop, <laughs> and she's not having any of the Simons flirting. She doesn't date people she works with, does she? Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Apparently, she did. It's a new rule. Because <laughs> Simon says, well, you know, that. when did that rule come into? And apparently, she dated someone else she works with. How many people work in this antique <laughs> shop? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> 
Again, this is why I The biggest it... antique shop in the I world. Genu- I thought it was a fucking Tate Modern, for fuck's sake. Uh, later that night, when Van Helsing upstairs, Selena allows a group of thieves, led by her boyfriend Marcus, played by Omar Hepps, from The Hangover. That's all I think I've seen him in. Uh, Omar Epps, if I remember correctly, was the first person killed in Scream 2. Oh shit, of course he was! Of course he was. Of course he was. I do not just know him from The Hangover. That's pretend Gary didn't say that. Um, (laughs) He was also in Trick. Oh god, why is he still working with Patrick Lucier after he gave him this? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? Has he not learned his lesson? Uh, Yeah, he he hasn't got the greatest role in this film, has he? Um... It's a memorable death scene, though. Um, so, yeah, they, they go into the shop. Um, but I'm... Yeah. Oh, so she, does she let them in? Yes. No, she doesn't. Do we see that she lets them in? We don't see in? her let them in, no. We have no. to assume she does. So they, they get to... I mean, the shop also has security guards. Um, okay. okay. But he's actually a fairly funny line where he says, I hear you've had a security issue. He says, you have now. I mean, that's absolutely a precursor to call the police, <laughs> but not for, but not for me. What is it? Call an ambulance, but not for me. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call an ambulance. Is that from... Oh, don't. <laughs> Good old Sheree calling an ambulance. Um... Well, is that from a film? I think calling so, ambulance maybe. but not for me. Is it? I, I don't know. Hilarious. I've got in my notes the thieves represent both what most people look like in the early two thousands and what they thought they looked like in the early two thousands. Absolute, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, one of them is Lachlan Monroe, who is in everything. Is he really? Was that? Was he one of them? Yeah, he's one of the ones who died. He's the oh. first one to die. Oh, okay. Um, he was. Scary movie. Well, he's in everything. Recently in Peacemaker. Yes. Uh, he was in Spiral, the gay film, not the Saw film. Yes. Yeah, just, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, he's He's been in a lot of films. Um, yeah, the thieves infiltrate the shop's underground high-security vault and find a sealed silver coffin protected by a deadly defence system. Yeah, yeah. So they, they break him to what looks like a safe. Um... Like a vault in yeah. a bank. Very confusing, the, the set designs. Um, and they open it and it's a cave. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And then they find the coffin in the cave. Um, then Selena, seeing the vault door open, like goes down the steps into the cave. As if she knows she's in a horror film. And then we get a nice little jump scare. Thinking that she's going to be held hostage or whatever. Turns out she's in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Why is she acting like this when she knows what she's doing? Exactly. (laughs) She gives Marcus a kiss. And uh, it turns out she's like the ringleader of the thieves. Yeah. So why why is she going down the steps? As if it's a horror film. <laughs> <And she> thinks, 
<laughs> she's investigating a weird noise. I just love the fact that Van Helsing put him in a vault, like in a coffin. Exactly. It's like, you've just murdered him. Okay, so, you know, you could dispose of the remains, you know, make sure he doesn't come back this for is good. Don't just burn him, you know, do everything you can to make sure he doesn't come back. No, I'm just going to keep him. Just going to put him in a coffin. This is what I do. And towards the end of the film, it, it really, it was a big question for me. Like, what? <laughs> um, we then go to Van Helsing, who is injecting himself, <laughs> uh, not with heroin, even though it's played out, it's absolutely played out. <laughs> Like train spotting. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's blood. <laughs> and he does that thing where he looks up in the air and whatever. <laughs> and yeah, so they're at the we go go back to the thieves now. After that short little interesting uh, snippet. Um and they've discovered the coffin and they're trying to open it, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, they they decide it has to contain valuable content. Knowing that they're in a horror movie, they decide the cash is in the coffin and therefore they have to open the coffin. Yes. Um, Terrible two, decision. Yeah. So two of the thieves, including Lachlan Monroe, are killed in the process uh, by traps. And the it's rest of them... trapped, isn't yeah. it? So it falls from the ceiling, um, big spiked, whatever, yeah. and squishes the, both of them. Yeah, and the rest of them, they escape with uh, the coffin and make their way to New Orleans. When Van Helsing discovers that the coffin has been stolen, he activates his fancy weapons cabinet (laughs) and takes a gun from (laughs) it. So fucking stupid. Uh, Mary Hella Van Helsing. Oh yeah, she's also... She's listed on ODB as Mary Hella Van Helsing. (laughs) She's not married. No idea. Uh, played by Justine Waddell, who I thought I knew from something, but I don't know from anything. She, I thought she was um, the first one killed in Urban Legend. Yeah, she does. The one who sings Total Eclipse of the Heart. She's got the same energy and the same hair. But nope. No, I don't know her. I think she played Natalie Wood in a film. Um, But yeah. Yeah, she, um, she wakes up from a nightmare, which... I mean, as far as we know, her nightmare is just like the entire first ten minutes of the film, because yeah. there's nothing else to there's say. Nothing otherwise. To, yeah, there's nothing to. Yeah. Like she saw the opening true. credits and everything. That is very um, true. And then she goes for a stroll in New Orleans with Lucy Westerman, her friend, played by Vitamin C. Now she's not credited as Vitamin C, is she? In I think she is. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Uh, Van Helsing boards a plane to America, telling Simon to remain in London after Simon tells him he's like a father to him. And we get a really, like, about a minute's worth of silence. Yeah, very, <laughs> very awkward. Um, I was confused. So how does he know to go to America? <laughs> how does... I just don't understand how he knows where to go to follow them. Um, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, Simon says that Van Helsing's like a father to him. Yeah. Very awkward. Um, before that as well, after Mary's dream, um, they're walking through New Orleans and it's, it's clearly Mardi Gras because people yeah. have the, the, um, 
um, necklaces from Mardi Gras and such. Um, and they're having a conversation and they say, they say that um, Mary either needs to get laid or take some Xanax to deal with her dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So the thieves are on a plane, aren't they? Yeah. They're bickering and trying to get the coffin open. Nightshade, played by Danny Masterson. And what do we know him from? What do we know him from? That 70s show. Okay. If I remember. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, he cuts his finger whilst trying to prise open the coffin. His blood opens the coffin to reveal a body wearing a helmet. Um, where does he put his hand first? Uh, well, first of all, he searches his <laughs> cock. Um, he goes for that area. It's straight for After the, the Before that, there's leeches oh, no. on Dracula's body. There are. And this guy is such a fucking idiot that he flicks one of them into his eye... He does, yeah. He literally see him flick it himself, and then he spends a few seconds fighting with it to try and get it off and acting like it's just randomly happened. No, we saw you do it. You literally flicked it onto your eye. Well, he says when he opens the coffin, because there are leeches there, he says, ah, oh, there's still juice in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he goes for a little wander. Um... Gets a little handsy. Dracula's downstairs area. And yeah. finds a cross with rubies on it. Dracula awakens, uh, attacks the thieves, becomes Gerard Butler, and uh, <laughs> dons the perfect outfit for the film he's in. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, all the thieves kind of get bitten, don't they? Oh, yes. Well, it's, it, it's obviously Nightshade first. Yeah, I mean, he kill. No, he doesn't kill him. He turns him, doesn't he? he turns and then it's... Trick. Yeah. Trick is played by Sean Patrick Thomas. Mm-hmm. Who we know from. <laughs> I still know what he did last summer. Uh, no. Uh, Halloween Resurrection. Oh, of course, of course. Cruel Intentions. <laughs> and my personal favourite, Save the Last Dance. <laughs> um, yeah, these... It, I think, really, this is up there with the most sort of hip teen... Um, cast. cast. Yeah. Really? And Johnny Lee Miller. And, and Christopher <laughs> Plummer as well. I mean, that's, that's you know, some star power. Yeah. Kind of, really, I really. just can't figure out how they all read the scripts and signed on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, a lot of cool people also signed on to a lot of other shit around this time. That's true. Um, that's very true. Yeah, he turns to thieves and Selena into vampires, causing the plane to crash in the Louisiana swamps. Yes. Mary... And this is where I first noticed that Gerald Butler looks exactly like Heath Ledger in yeah. 10 Things I Hear About You. He does. Like, really. Mary somehow has a vision of this in her virgin Megstore t-shirt. Um, <laughs> Dracula gets closer to her in her vision, but Lucy comes in and disturbs him. He gives her a sniff. They seem to be connected in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lucy walks straight through him in a really cool CGI effect. Um, Mary then goes to confession <laughs> at the church. The Father David. Father David. And I'm going to do it again. Played by... <laughs> Who was he played by, actually? I didn't recognise him. Um, oh, God. Is, is someone famous? He's a bit far down on the cast. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. 
Who played him? Oh, Nathan Fillion. Oh, I know that name. So I know his, his, yeah, I know his face, I know his name. He was in The Suicide Squad. Oh. Oh, he's Peacemaker. What a joke. It's him, isn't it? um, Rick Flagg. Rick who? Rick Flagg. Um, okay. Is he? Well, I don't know. What is, I I mean, who's Rick Flagg? (laughs) Rick Flagg, the one who says Peacemaker, what a joke. The one from... then, Then that's him, then? Yeah, but he was in the other Suicide Squad as well. Oh, was he? What's going on here on this day? Uh, professionalism knows no limits on this podcast. No, that's Joel Kinnaman. That's Joel Kinnaman, Rick yeah. Flag. So who does he play? <laughs> he uh, plays TDK. Oh, okay. Who's that? The one whose arms fall off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he was also strip club employee in Deadpool. Okay, Saving Private Ryan, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think he's most famous for, is it Firefly, Serenity? Well, he also worked with Patrick Lucia on White Noise 2 to Light. Again, why has he not learned his lesson? Um, <laughs> why do people keep working with this guy? <laughs> I mean, My Blue Valentine, you know... That was great, but everything else... No, guys, this is not the one. Um, he was Caleb in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as well. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, so she goes to confession <laughs> at his church after that tangent. Um, and asks far too many questions about her mother's terrible secrets. Don't even. <laughs> I no I, Like, why is she going to confession? This is the first glimpse of where they're going with this film. And how overtly religious the film gets by the end. <laughs> so she goes to confessional. And I'm, I'm in my notes, I'm like, well, I suppose it's cheaper than a psychologist to go to a therapist. <laughs> but, like, what does she need to confess to him? <laughs> like, what is she confessing? She has dreams about this weirdo. Um, so apparently she's been going there a while. Her mother went there. For five years prior to her death. Yeah. And she's trying to get the tea on what her mother used to talk she about is. the confessional. <laughs> she said, did she confess some terrible secrets? Oh, father, come on, we're friends from school. Exactly. Come on, please tell me, father. And he's there like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, um, so back to Jesus. Yes, Jesus I, I loves you. Put, what accent is Mary trying to give? <laughs> it's all right, my mum's dead. She isn't, no. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> He's a real non-entity in this film by the end as well. You think he's hiding a secret, but nope. Um, Van Helsing arrives at what I believe to be New Orleans Airport. Um, People are dressed for Mardi Gras. Um, As the news report gives the lowdown on the plane crash, including the discovery of the coffin, my question is, how did he know to travel to New Orleans before watching this news report? Van Helsing arrives in New Orleans at the exact time, and walks to the airport at the exact time, and Simon as well, behind him, at the exact time when this news report is on the TV, yeah. showing the horribly mutilated corpse, yeah. and the stolen coffin. But, we can't complain too much, because this is also when we are introduced to news reporter and gay icon... Valerie Sharp. Uh, who? Valerie Sharp. Valerie She's reporting Sharp. Uh, the crash. Uh, after she finishes reporting it, she says to her cameraman, 
Did you get the sunset? Did you get my tits? <laughs> and then she goes on to practice what she's going to say later on. She's like, oh, this is Valerie Sharp. Turn me on at 11. Oh, no, no way. This is Valerie Sharp. Turn me on at 11 to watch these stupid bugs kiss my... And then she's bitten. She is. Not by the bugs, by Dracula. Yeah. Who also kills her cameraman. Her cameraman, JT, played by Shane West. <laughs> JT. Shane West. Now, what was he in? He I was in, I remember, from A Walk to Remember... He's also known for the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, of course he is. That's what I know him from. Get Over It. <laughs> I love that film. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. And what looks very interesting, um, Whatever It Takes, um, which looks like another sort of teen comedy in the mould of Bring It On and um, Can't Hardly Wait, etc., okay. etc. But yes. Good old Shane West. I think that's probably the last IMDb tangent we're going to have that for Oh, no. <laughs> okay, what was uh, Valerie Sharp? Was she in anything? She was actually, I did recognise her face. And she is Jerry Ryan. And I think she was probably most famous for uh, one of the Star Treks. Okay. Um, yeah, so Val Sharp is bitten. Um... She she does become a vampire later on. But until we get to that point... It's, yeah, it's kind of a, like, what actually happened to her. It, it's a shame, really, because she's a bit of a non-entity in the I film I know, she deserves so much more screen time. She does deserve a bit more, actually. Bless her up. Mary is at her Virgin Megastore job. Oh, I used to love Virgin Megastore. I loved Virgin Megastore. Vitamin C, CDs in the background. She has a vision of Dracula getting a bit too close to her neck. So she's like, uh, sorry guys, gotta go home, got a headache. Yeah. So she yeah. takes a fucking day off because she has a Dracula vision. Got Mary works at Virgin Megastore with Lucy as a vision of Dracula giving her a snog and runs off neglecting her work duties. <laughs> Van Helsing turns up at some sort of social club or a school <laughs> hall. I what is a church hall? I thought it felt like it's a slimming world. I know, yeah, I thought it was like, it reminds me of like Cub Scouts. <laughs> Cook Scout Hut or something. I mean, there's like banners all over the walls and there's like chairs stacked up to the side. I've absolutely... It looks like it's in use. So I don't know why this is where they decided to put the coffins and such, but, you know. Um, he's there. He's having a pint, I don't know. Um, Simon shows up and he's like, oh, you look awful. I'm like, what the fuck? What's that for? <laughs> Like, I mean, shit. there's no reason why he'd look awful. Jet lag, you old cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Van Helsing attempts to stake Selina, but Simon stops him and she gets away. Um, so he proceeds to shoot one of the vampire thieves in slow motion. Yes. Um, he then tells Simon to either shoot the vampires in the heart or decapitate them. Uh, some advice that makes for some very entertaining scenes later on. The vampire thief uh, comes back and Simon kills him. Marcus comes back. Simon stabs him in the eye. Uh, so he jumps out the window. Where are we? Uh, this is when the vampires are attacking in the Slimmerworld Hall. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Um, the other thief attacks Van Helsing and Val Sharp grabs Simon and tells him all she wants to do is suck. <laughs> all of her one-liners are so fucking dirty. She's like... Oh, I just want to suck. 
I might miss something. I, who says that? Val. Val Sharp. I thought Selena said it. No. No, it's gay icon Val so Sharp. So she's hanging around the... Yeah. Scout. Uh-huh. Val. Oh, okay. Uh, Van Hals, uh, he shoots her arm. Simon holds a knife to her throat, but he has to leave when the police arrive. Okay, that is Selena. No, she gets away. No, that is... Yeah. Who holds the the knife to? Yeah. Yeah. Not I, Valerie. I thought it was Val. No. So did, Selena. Hang on. Okay, Selena was definitely not wearing the same outfit she was wearing in the scene before that. So did she have a costume change between chasers? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, this is all Selena. Wow. Yeah. It's still an iconic line. Um, afterwards, Van Helsing reveals to Simon in a bizarre, in a very, very bizarre series of events. We shit you not, this is the actual plot of this film, the plot twist. Van Helsing reveals that he's in fact the original Abraham Van Helsing who defeated Dracula in 1897. So we get a flashback to Abraham on the boys killing Dracula. A not de-aged. No. Like, like, kind of. It dyed his hair. Yeah. Like, giving him a wig and some, like, glasses and And a moustache. Yeah. And that kind of slightly de-aged him. But the whole point is that he hasn't aged. Yeah. But then, like... He has he looked that old for that? Like, because Christopher <laughs> Plummer was a, a, a ripe age, wasn't he, in 2000? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of weird because I don't know what they were going for. Because so, if the whole idea is that he hasn't, hasn't aged since then, well, because he was unable to destroy Dracula permanently, Van Helsing hid the body and prolonged his own life by regularly injecting Dracula's blood. Filtered via leeches until one day he could discover a way to permanently kill Dracula. Since Mary was conceived after Van Helsing began his injections, she shares blood and a telepathic link with Dracula. (laughs) So, I'm confused. Because by the end of the film... Seemingly, Dracula has been defeated. Yeah. In a quite a simple way. <laughs> but old man Van Helsing is saying that he couldn't kill Dracula permanently. Um, well, one issue I really have is the way he pronounces Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. Dracula. (laughs) Um, That's an issue for me. No, he definitely has a V in there. It's Dracula. I I got a Y. I got a bit of a Y in there, Dracula. Anyway. um, We get a little flashback to Victorian times. Um... And then he shows Simon a photo of Mary. And he also reveals that Mary is his daughter. Which I've put here, which would be a better revelation if I hadn't seen her full name on IMDb. Because <laughs> they make cat as if it's a twist. And I'm like, oh, well, I kind of already knew that because her surname's Van Helsing. <laughs> I don't know where she's referred to in the film as Hella then. 
I know, yeah. I'm assuming that we're led to believe that she's taken the surname Hella. Um, so it, it, the big surprise is that she's actually Mary Van Helsing. Really pointless. Really, completely pointless. Um, Mary's back at the church again. She's talking absolute shit. Well, hang on. Oh. Before we move on, we can't just move on from this stupid revelation. I mean, <laughs> what a lot of effort. He kept himself alive for a few centuries just because he wanted to find a way to kill him permanently. Who gives a shit? You've killed him for now, lived the rest of your life, died, that's it. It's not your problem anymore. What the fuck are you doing? I just... <laughs> so, since that time, Dracula has... I mean, he's had enough blood in him yeah. to feed these leeches. And there's still blood there. But he needed blood, just a little bit, from the guy from that 70s show, uh-huh. to wake him up. Yeah. Yeah? So, why didn't he... What I don't understand is, if he's been that way for over 100 years, why don't you just bury him really deep in the ground? <laughs> <laughs> like, really deep? It's so... It doesn't make any sense. There's no way anyone can justify this premise and say it makes any sort of sense whatsoever. No. I really can't believe they actually went with it. Why would you keep him somewhere where you could... He could be discovered. Yeah. And the coffin could be opened. And I understand it's behind a very, you know, secure door. Unless your secretary's going behind your back. (laughs) Um, but why? Why keep him there at all? But why also, keep him in a coffin, for fuck's sake? Why don't you just put him in a fucking suitcase in the back of the fucking... In the back of the wardrobe? It would have been safer there. No one would have cared. How has someone also not done this before 2000? I mean, Bram Stoker could release his novel within this world. So everyone knows who Van Housing is. They find someone called Van Housing owning a suspiciously large antique shop where something is clearly fucking hidden and no one has attempted to do this before now, even though it was so easy to get in. With technology in 2000, so it would have been even easier before this. And no one's tried to do this before this point. And the thing is, they didn't think it was the corpse of Dracula. No! They're all acting like they don't know who Dracula is. And like, no one says, oh my god, it's Dracula. No. Like, Mary has some sort of psychic connection to him. Um, a guy who very and apparently she's been having these dreams for many years. Yeah. And so she understands it's revealed that she hasn't talked to her father for twelve years. But she knows that her father has Van Helsing as a surname. Yeah. Um she's been having these repeated visions that feel very real about uh, a guy who very much looks like a vampire. Very similar <laughs> to that novel by Bram Stoker that exists in this world. With her own fucking surname. And, 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 yeah, and she knows her surname is Van Helsing. How does she not track her dad down? How many people Why are called Van Helsing? Not... And then she says, oh, well, I haven't spoken to him, you know, not, it's just for a choice, not, you know. So she could have, I mean, he owns the biggest... 
and most extravagant <laughs> antique shop on the planet, he would have been easy to find. You think you she'd call up and be like, um, Dad, I know we haven't spoken for a while. <laughs> this book that was written about, you know, one of our uh, about you know one of our um, relatives. Do you think it could be real? Because I'm having <laughs> a few visions. That I can't quite understand. But she goes to, you know, priest man. Yeah. And doesn't reveal anything to him. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, it's probably best not to get into it. Because well, apparently her mother took her well, from we England. <laughs> took her from England when the truth about his identity came to light. Right. So, again, this, that raises even more questions as to how she didn't know about all this shit. Exactly. But anyway, uh, Mary goes back to Father David to tell him all about her Virgin Megastore incident and how Dracula wants her soul. And uh, Father David randomly turns into Dracula and then back again into himself, so she leaves. Yeah. Dracula goes to a nightclub for no specific reason. Well, yeah, Dracula takes a stroll through the saucy streets of New Orleans. Um, There's a few... Not even, like, like silhouettes of strippers and such, and everyone's having a good old pie or whatever. Um, Selena talks shite as she's being questioned <laughs> by the police. She um, shows up her vampire skills. She does. <laughs> she's like, starts leaning forward, and like, look, I'm a vampire. <laughs> and it's a one-way mirror, but she can see yeah. through it and see um, the police officer. <laughs> Um, there's something else she can see as well, using her vampire powers. Uh, oh, I can see you. I can even see the outline of your cock. <laughs> <laughs> Why do the vampires all talk like cock destroyers once they're turned into vampires? It's true. <laughs> uh, Selena pulls one of the cops through the one-way window and Dracula takes care of the other one off screen. See, this is the thing. Dracula just appears out of he nowhere. Does. He has this weird teleportation thing. <laughs> But never really teleports to somewhere that would actually really benefit him that much. <laughs> yeah, he goes into... Uh, no, okay, we're nearly there. But yeah, just keep, yeah. hold that form. Yeah. Dracula watches the music video for Heads Explode by Monster Magnet. I genuinely thought this was a parody. <laughs> Brilliant. He does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He then goes into Virgin Megasaur to get the latest Heads Explode 12-inch um, vinyl by Monster Magnet. Um, he doesn't. No, he's he, vitamin C, isn't he, it? He's yeah. Beautiful. This, seriously, he can teleport anywhere he wants. He can go anywhere he wants. He is connected to Mary Van Helsing by blood. Yeah. So he walks into Virgin Megastore, where he knows she works there. He goes up to Lucy and is like, oh, do you know where Mary is? Bitch, fucking teleport to her. You have been yeah. haunting her visions and dreams for fuck knows how long. Transport yourself there. Exactly. What are you doing? So he can do some sort of weird teleportation thing into the police station, but he can't do it to to find Mary. He has to go. Oh, you're right, love. There's Mary working today. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Um. Like, oh, do you want help with music? <laughs> and he kisses her hand. She fucking takes him home. Also, seriously, Lucy. You have been... Mary's been describing to you this exact guy. <laughs> but no, this is the point. So this is where there's another bit of inconsistency. Is this Dracula is walking through Virgin Megastore 
and every woman, <laughs> because there's only women shopping for some reason, yeah. but every woman is like, oh, you know, you think Brad Pitt had walked through, <laughs> sort of thing. So that's the idea, and it's, you know, vampire folklore, really, um, that they can mesmerise, you know, people, people. Yeah, like a, a slight hypnosis. Uh-huh. So that's what we're meant to be getting from this scene. But there's nothing... I mean, I know it's a bit hokey, but just do a, like, a, you know, close-up of her eyes. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, or something like that. Because she's just coming across as a, a bit of a slur, if I'm being yeah. honest, which is fine, you know. I don't, I don't judge like that. Um, But she has been warned about this guy yeah. uh, beforehand. Yeah, um, she takes him home uh, to see if Mary's there. So she asks him in. Lucy wants to know his name, and he tells her he has many names and talks some shit about uh, being more complicated, uh, people being more complicated than the names. And then she's like, <laughs> and she's like, I was named after the Peanuts character. <laughs> yeah. They then have saucy midair sex. <laughs> oh, don't. Are you all right there? I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, I'm keeping you up. Wow. I'm sorry, it's a bit of a, a yawn fest, this film. Hey, this was this scene wasn't a yawn fest. It was like the room. <laughs> what, in the, in, on the, the ceiling? Floaty curtains. What a ceiling. <laughs> when you're humping on the ceiling. Yeah. Um, Simon finds Mary at work quite easily. Why does everyone know she works at Virgin Megastores? Like, why is this fucking common knowledge? But she's gone in looking for Lucy. Yeah. So it's only by chance that she's there. I mean, it's not her scheduled hours. No. Because she's gone in looking for Lucy. Uh, Marcus finds Simon in a car park uh, and pretends to be a drunk asking for a drink. Seriously, how the fuck Simon didn't know this was Marcus? Yeah, are you not the guy I stabbed in the eye? Yeah, yeah. Um, Simon falls for it and Marcus reveals himself before they have a shit Excuse fight. Excuse me, what does he do? <laughs> reveals himself. Wow. They have a shit fight by a virgin fan. And I just got my notes. Virgin must have been fucking rolling in it after this film. Well, like, they, they uh, all of that money they made. <laughs> um. Um, and then Simon stakes Marcus and says, "Never ever fuck with an antiques dealer." Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently was a joke on set um, that Johnny Lee Miller made, and they were like, "Oh, that sounds good. Actually, we'll put that <laughs> in the film." Uh, Simon cuts off Marcus's head. Yeah. And it goes flying. Flies into a bin. Flies into the bin. <laughs> um, a bit like Garcelle's book. <laughs> that's topical, isn't it? That's not topical, because that's literally only just happened today. No one's going to know what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> Van Helsing goes to Mary and Lucy's house. Uh, Dracula confronts him and uh, throws his gun aside and throws him into a mirror. Oh, did you not think Gerald but the Scottish accent it, was really it coming out, particularly yeah. in this scene? It was dying to make an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Mary comes home and gets a call from Lucy, who tells her that she's with her father. Uh, so Mary goes upstairs with a baseball bat and finds Lucy's bed covered in blood and her father's corpse underneath it. Yeah, so I've got a few issues. Number one... Um, she turns on the main light in the room. Yeah. Even though it's a ad- perfectly adequately lit room. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. She switches it on, the main light. Yeah. Which switches on three lamps. 
Not the main light. Doesn't switch on the main light. <laughs> it switches on three lamps. One of the lamps sparks. Yeah. With a big noise. But none of the lamps switch off. No. It's a really cheap jump scare, and I fucking hate these cheap jump scares. Like, what was the point? Because <laughs> none of this makes any sense. No one turns no. on the lamps with the main light switch. Okay? Yeah. Number two, Christopher Plummer. Big selling point for the film. You know? Playing Van Helsing. Yeah. Van Helsing is a main character up to yeah. this point. Dies off screen <laughs> and is found under. I don't, I don't know how to describe the bed. <laughs> like, and I, I understand it's vitamin Lucy's bed, vitamin C's. So it's going to be a little, you know, um, young. But it is kind of a bit like he dies next to one of those see-through phones, like from the nineties. Like, oh, like really? Is this how Valsing, 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 Val Hensing? Um, that's uh, how what is his name? Van Helsing is going out in this yeah. film. Like, oh, what a bore! What a letdown. Um. Yeah, Lucy shows up to town. Mary that Van Helsing is. Uh, no, she tells, that, she tells her that Dracula is better than chocolate. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's she's annoyed that Mary's not sharing the man of her dreams. I know. Mary leaves the room to find plenty of floaty red curtains, essential for a vampire film, uh, and Dracula's brides. Selena. Do you not think the hallway was given pure Suspiria? It was trying to. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, of course. But it's red, isn't it? Very yeah. red. Yeah. And, you know, it's like when Jessica Harper runs down uh-huh. the uh, the hallway. Yeah, Selena and Lucy are crawling along the walls. And uh, Val, she shows up and informs Mary that they uh, sucked her old man dry. <laughs> <laughs> They're jealous. They are. They're jealous because all women are secretly jealous of each other in these films. Um, and they're fuming that Mary is the one that Dracula is after because she was born of his blood. It's true, yeah. Um, which Mary doesn't seem too shocked or surprised no. by. If somebody said, I was born of Dracula's blood, I'd be like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> but apparently she didn't care that much. Uh, Dracula appears... I say that a lot in my notes for this film. Dracula appears. It Dracula does. appears. Dracula appears. Dracula appears. And Mary escapes chased by a wolf. Yeah, Where he, this wolf <laughs> came from. Simon then appears. Because people just love <laughs> appearing out of nowhere. People just appear. And uh, he shoots the really shitty looking CGI wolf. Yeah. That turns into really shitty looking bats. <laughs> Like, what is... It, it's like, oh, we'll just throw a wolf in there with some bats. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was in the novel. I, I think I saw it in a Christopher Lee version or something. Oh, I don't fucking know. Put it in there. Um, yeah. Mary takes Simon to her favourite church. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> they got, chat I, shit about Dracula. I said it to Gary whilst we were watching it, and I got it in my notes. What is it with this church and chatting absolute <laughs> bollocks? Fucking hell, every moment spent in this church is so boring. (laughs) 
Yeah, they're just there talking about Dracula, her father, Destiny. They both go looking for exposition, but they're interrupted by Dracula, who uh, shows up and pushes Simon over. So Simon holds a Bible up to him uh, and opens it up, and when the pages fly out, they catch fire when they touch Dracula. But it does absolutely no damage, and he just randomly disappears. Yeah, now he's randomly disappearing. (laughs) Um, Simon gives Mary a cross that turns into a knife. Yeah. And then he says, this might be of some use. Which usually would mean it's definitely going to be <laughs> some sort of use. I don't think she uses no, it. No, I don't think it comes back. It actually isn't of any use whatsoever. <laughs> um, another completely pointless um, aspect of this film. She runs away and Dracula chases her through a graveyard filled with dry ice. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula finds Mary and takes her away before Simon can get to her. So Simon goes looking for Dracula, but instead finds his Slay Queen brides. They do a classic sugar babe strut towards him, <laughs> straight from the uh, easy video. Oh, yeah. Just slightly before this, um, Dracula's talking to Mary, and he says, I've walked the earth for centuries. For a soul not bitten, but born. And then says, and all you are is mine. And I go, hey, what does that even mean? <laughs> but it didn't make any sense. So it's been centuries, centuries he's walked yeah. the earth to find someone like Mary, who has been born of his blood and not bitten. Uh-huh. And it's taken centuries to get to this point. I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, you don't take much longer because you have some exposition soon. Sorry, um, But first, the queens, they strip they towards are, him. They um, sexy ladies out of sight. Looks like Girls Aloud versus Sugar Babes. Yes. But without Girls Aloud. Absolutely. They're going to um, meet Linda Evangelista, Kate Moss, Claudia Schiffer, <laughs> serving in some virginal white. Yeah. Um, cause I was too for a busy... very brief moment of time. Well, well, because I was too busy gathering a clip for this scene to put on our socials. Uh, I miss apparently killed gay icon Val. First, yeah, first one gone is Val. The best one? The, uh, she, yeah, she probably was the best one. She's got very little screen time. We hardly knew V, Valerie. Yeah. Um, and then... Why don't you come on over? Oh, wow. Dracula proceeds... <laughs> To reveal his true identity by way of some boring exposition flashbacks. The Apostle Judas uh, Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus for a bribe of 30 pieces of silver. Um, (laughs) After Jesus was crucified, Judas tried to hang himself in shame. But the rope snapped and uh, God cursed him to live forever as a vampire. By the way, I don't think I said that clear enough. I just want to repeat that again to make sure it's set, it sinks in. This is the twist. Dracula is Judas. He is Judas. Yes. From the Bible. From the Bible. Everyone's favourite character. Top build cast. Judas from the Bible. Yeah. Lady Dracula. Gaga wrote a song about him. He tried to hang himself in shame, but the rope snapped and God cursed him to live forever as a vampire. Mary's now got a fancy red dress on to go with the Sugar Babes theme uh, to match the floaty curtains as well. 
and she finally understands why the legendary vampire is vulnerable to silver and hates Christian iconography. <laughs> oh, God. That's just one issue I have is that he's literally just said he's been walking the earth for <laughs> centuries. Now, it wouldn't be centuries. It would be 2,000 years. And also, he's been dead for, like, a big portion of that. Well, no. No, he hasn't, though. Well, he and has. He's been in the coffin. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, yeah. uh, Judas, would have been around, you know, AD. You know, before Jesus. And then after Jesus. So we're... we're this was 2000 BC. Wait, so how... AD. How old is... Wait. So he's meant to be two at least two thousand years old. Before he was put in the coffin. No, he would have been one thousand nine hundred eighty something years old. Oh fuck off! The Bible tells people that Judas is meant to be one thousand nine hundred years old. No, no. So the Bible, so Judas was in the Bible. Yeah. But the our years are before Christ. Oh and fuck! Whatever that people don't want to listen 80. to this shit. Let's move what? on. They don't want to hear us talk about the fucking Bible. I don't want to talk about the Bible. Jesus not, Christ. Literally. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really... I've never read it. And I, I've never been that way inclined. I, I don't judge people who are, but it's never been for me. It hasn't got the best reviews. It hasn't got the best reviews. It hasn't got the best reviews for us. Uh, <laughs> or... Or... Um, or or, or uh, Eat and See. Do you think pictures. anyone who wrote this fucking film ever read the Bible? Like, clearly well, not. This is... I, it's very cheap. It's a very cheap twist. But it, it also, it makes him, you know, fast years old. <laughs> it is hilarious. I just think that's so ridiculous. It is. It really is. Mary, um, yeah, she, and when she delivers her life, she's like, now I know why he's vulnerable to silver and hates Christian iconography. <laughs> Selena and Lucy appear one with Simon. Thing, one thing I will give is she's absolutely serving in that red dress. Yeah. She's and she's got her hair tied back. Um, and it's the best she's looked through the film because otherwise she's dressed a bit like a tramp for the rest <laughs> of the <laughs> She's got like this, um, like leggings or joggers or something on for most of the film. Jeggings. Jeggings. Uh, and uh, a Virgin Megastore t-shirt. Uh, Selena and Lucy appear with Simon, who has killed Valerie earlier with a stake. Rest in peace. And uh, Dracula tells Mary to bite him. However, Mary fakes the bite. She, uh, after... <laughs> but he's got a mark on his... He has. I don't know Is what she's doing there. Though? I Maybe. Um, Lucy's like, the bitch is faking it. So Mary decapitates her. Yeah. And Simon cuts Selena's head off with fucking garden shears. Yeah, they have a, a prolonged fight. We, we get a bit of ever so slightly interesting action between Dracula and Mary. They're doing... Because she, seemingly she is a vampire. Yeah. Because she's doing the floaty... Um, she's got Dracula's blood in her. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Thing. But she couldn't do this before. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's, she wasn't in the Virgin Megastore floating up to yeah. the top shelf. That's the point. So, new vitamin C album, <laughs> here you go. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But she, she's but had she's vampire been blood in her. She's by Dracula as well, though. Yeah. Yeah, so she's full-fledged vampire. But right? realistically, her and her dad should have been vampires. Because yeah. they had vampire blood inside them. Yeah. 
So he was part vampire, but only the part that allowed him to live... Conveniently. Conveniently, only the part that allowed him to live for a prolonged period of time. Yeah? Yeah. Um, for Mary, it's the one... It allows her to float. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Kind of. And they do the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon fighting. Um, they end up... So they end up dangling from this large Jesus Christ on the cross neon sign that's toppled over. So they're on a roof, aren't they? Yeah. It's toppled over. It's hanging off the edge of the roof. And they get caught up. And a wire ends up around Dracula's neck. Yeah. Very conveniently, considering, (laughs) you know, what happened to him 2,000 years ago. Um, and he's hanging there and, you know, uh, but he's not dying, but he's like hanging by the neck, isn't he? Mary falls. She does. Lands on the pavement. We think she's a goner. She's not. She's perfectly fine. Just takes her a few, you know, a few moments to, uh, wait back up. And conveniently for everyone involved, (laughs) the sun starts rising. Yes. Um, and the sun rises, and Dracula is engulfed in flames. Yeah. Mary isn't, though. No. But you know why? Why? Because when she falls, she's cured of her vampirism by Dracula saying, I release you. Oh. That's how she survives. I didn't get that. The entire film, all he needed to say was, I release you, and that's it. Yeah. Oh. Well, he's burnt to a crisp. Why did he have any need to release her, by the way? What difference does it make to him? Why is he not bitter about it? I know, yeah. Yeah. We so... get we get a shot of Judas hanging from the tree. <laughs> back in biblical times. Yes. Just in case we forgot the ridiculous backstory from ten minutes ago. Exactly. And then Mary has seemingly inherited her father's <laughs> antique shop. Um, she talks some shite about her protecting the ashes of Dracula in case his soul is still in them. Yeah, she puts them in the exact same place where people fucking stole him exactly. before. She, she, uh, well, I am my father's daughter. <laughs> so I am Mary Van Helsing. I am my father's daughter. Um, and nothing can take that away. Of course she's called Mary. Oh, biblical... Of course, yeah. Shine. Um, she says that and then we literally get one step closer by Lincoln Park. We do. Best part of the film. Um, I'm... I have issues with this ending as well. Um, number one, he's burnt alive yeah so seemingly he's burnt and his ashes occur yeah whilst he's hanging (laughs) so those ashes are just gonna like blow in the wind or something you know how are they gonna collect the ashes (laughs) how are they gonna collect the ashes I wish that was an actual scene (laughs) he's burning whilst hanging off a fucking roof how are they? How have they collected his ashes? How have they not how been arrested? How has this occurred? Yeah, exactly. Like, who's this bloke you just burnt alive? It's Mardi Gras. Like, 
Somehow she landed on an empty street. Yeah. During my during my the only time any of those streets have ever been empty. Um, but what they didn't like it got a vacuum or something back to the ashes. Number two, if I mean she's like if his soul happens to be in the if you happen to want to make a sequel to this film, um, but why if if burning him. If putting him out in the sun and burning him has rendered this film <laughs> concluded and we're all fine with that and we can go home safely and happy, why wasn't fucking Christopher Plummer doing that a hundred fucking years ago? Exactly. I don't get it. It's really, really bad writing. Uh... Yeah, yeah. It's this kind uh, of... I'm surprised, because it's this kind of shit that happens when you have four or five writers writing a screenplay. The bit that just don't fit uh-huh. just doesn't make any sense. And I'm surprised that there was just one writer that wrote the whole thing, or one or two. But it's usually a case of, oh, well, so-and-so wrote this, but we didn't like it, so we got so-and-so to come in and touch it up. Mm-hmm. And then so-and-so touched that up because we didn't like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, just... Yeah. Well, uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... It pushed me one step closer to the edge. I'm not going to lie to you, I was thoroughly entertained for <laughs> It's so stupid... You just have to watch it in awe in some scenes. The fact that they thought they could get away with this shit. They, they think people are stupid enough to be like, oh yeah, it's Judas, of course he is. <laughs> oh my god. Like, seriously. But they're not... My, my thing is, in, in terms of vampire stories, you know, if you're going to go meta, because every film had to... Every horror film had to go meta after screen. We, we get it, we've... Discussed it thoroughly on the podcast. Um, it This one was going meta in terms of the novel. But I don't feel like they'd read the novel. No. Or they didn't refer to the novel that much. Mm, yeah, exactly. They didn't... The conclusion is, if, if Dracula was Judas, they could have tied that back to the novel and been like a little bit of revisionist history and say Bram Stoker was this, that and the other to do with Judas. But they, it feels like they just threw in the Bram Stoker part because, number one, Bram Stoker's Dracula had come out, you know, a, a few years prior. And also, Scream had come out a yeah. few years prior. Um, so they were going meta with it and they were like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yeah. you know. Um, but in terms of vampire films, by the year 2000, there was a fucking load of them. Yeah. Now, by 2022, there's even more vampire films. Uh So for me, personally, watching this for the first time in 2022, I was bored. Because I felt like I'd seen so much of it before and done better. Yeah. You know, in terms of, like, you know... Yeah, they they were slaying, um, but... Dracula's brides have slayed harder and better in other films. 
Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it felt, yeah. It didn't feel fresh to me. I suppose as a 10-year, and, and I think there's probably a bit of nostalgia involved in your enjoyment of the film. Um, because as a 10-year-old, like, oh, my God, you know? This is great. I'm thoroughly entertained. Um, but, I mean, for me personally, watching it for the first time in 2022, fucking hell. <laughs> It was wasn't good. There were some elements to it. No, it's, that were no, it's it's not a good film. It's not a but good film. Are you film saying it's a piece territory? I I don't think it's good and bad. It's not quite at trash to piece level, but it's. I think it's still watchable and Wicked bad music. and. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't put it on my best of the best trash to pieces list, but okay. I would happily sit down and watch it for some stupid, bad fun. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in the middle. <laughs> somewhere somewhere in the middle. We need a new word for we, that. We do, yeah. It's not quite there. Uh, but if you want to watch it, of course, don't give uh, Weinstein's your money. It's on YouTube in full. It is. So, it is on... Well, yeah, it is on YouTube. See for yourself what, it, what this fucking ridiculous film is not like. Not quite 4K on YouTube, but it was all right. Uh, yeah, so if you've already seen it, we are Horrorcourt Trash over on Facebook and Instagram and Horrorcourt Trash on Twitter. The volume was so quiet that we had to turn it up. Remember that, when we put the TV on again. Um, Let us know what you think of the film. I'm DelightGaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, GazCruise92 on Twitter. I am ChrisBarker823 on Instagram and Letterboxd. And give us a rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Like and follow on everything else. Rating on Spotify. Next week, we're going back in time a bit. A bit more. A bit further back than the 90s and the 2000s. And we're discussing Cutting Class with Brad Pitt. Yes. Going for a cheesy 80s slasher film. So uh, I'm really excited for that one. Yes. Yeah, very that might be trash to piece territory. Here's hoping. Yeah. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye. Bye.